Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 40 of the LDS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and we're going to dive in straight away. Uh, it is still, I've literally just recorded the Technical Difficulties episode and po- posted that. And we're going to try and do two more and try and get the content that I wanted to share with you over the past couple of days straight out. Uh, and then we can resume on Tuesday uh, with your regular um, episodes so that then we still have a, a ratio of one episode per day. We're looking at February the 3rd to February the 9th, 2nd Nephi chapters 1 to 5. We lived after the manner of happiness. We're now going to cover 2nd Nephi chapter 3 verses 6 to 24. Joseph Smith was foreordained to restore the gospel. So we'll go straight in. Uh, it's interesting that these blessings that are being given by Lehi, we have a, a record of Laman and Lemuel's, uh, of Zoram's, of Sam's, of Jacob and Joseph's, and even the sons of Ishmael's blessings, but not of Nephi's. And it's interesting to consider and ponder why that might not be in this record. I've got a few uh, possibilities. The first, that it was possibly too sacred or personal for Nephi to feel that he could share it. I mean, for these other uh, brethren of his, it may have, they may have felt that way, and perhaps Nephi has taken a liberty to, public, to uh, record theirs down for others to read. Um, but that's a possibility. Uh, the second is that Nephi perhaps did not receive a blessing from Lehi. Perhaps uh, Nephi has already received his blessing, as it were, from the Lord, uh, and Lehi felt it was, you know, not his place to kind of supersede or, you know, add to what the Lord had already given him. Uh, that and Lehi knew for well the great blessings and the prophecies that Nephi had seen. So perhaps he felt that it wasn't necessary. Or even uh, it may have been because Nephi just felt it wasn't necessary for the record. Uh, we know that a lot of the things he shared in First Nephi indicated his future leadership of the group. Uh, and perhaps uh, he wanted to, to uh, evidence and represent what the others had been blessed with to show that further. For example, Lemuel's blessing talked a lot about how they did indeed have the birthright. Uh, but of course that was conditional upon their, their faithfulness and righteousness, otherwise it would fall to, Le- to Nephi. And uh, obviously we know this, this did happen. So in third ne- uh, second Nephi, chapter 3, verse 6, uh, we were reading a Joseph's um, blessing from Lehi. And Lehi says, For Joseph truly testified, saying, A seer shall the Lord my God raise up, who shall be a choice seer unto the fruit of my loins. So here, uh, he is testifying of a, a, a prophet. And we read later on that this prophet will be given the name Joseph, just like his father, who shall also be called Joseph. Um, and if we have a look at uh, a quote given by Milton, uh, he talks about who this prophet would be. And uh, I'm sure that you are very familiar of this prophet and who, it, who, it was refer- who he was referring to as well. Um, we look here in uh, yeah, in his talk, uh, Milton R. Hunter says, quote, approximately 3,500 years before the birth of Joseph Smith, the prophet Joseph of Egyptian fame prophesied that in the latter days God would raise up a great prophet, seer, and revelator. This prophet and seer would perform a great and marvelous work for the salvation of the human family. His name would be Joseph, and his father's name would be Joseph. The prophet Joseph Smith fits in every detail with the prophecy made anciently by Joseph of Egypt. Joseph Smith was God's holy anointed prophet, seer and revelator through whom the gospel was revealed from heaven and the true church of Jesus Christ established in the latter days in fulfillment of the predictions made by many of the ancient prophets. In every respect, Joseph Smith was God's prophet, 
seer and revelator, who was great like unto Moses, close quote. It's interesting that um, uh, Brother Hunter refers to Moses because um, actually um, Moses is compared to Lehi in a many number of ways as well, as well as Joseph Smith, both all of whom led an exit journey to escape physical uh, oppression or, or death or captivity. Uh, both of them had uh, you know, issues along that journey and uh, some issues of faith by others along that journey. Uh, and there's a number of other, other things as well. In terms of Joseph Smith and Moses, uh, in verse 9 it says, And he shall be great like unto Moses, whom I have said, I would raise up unto you to deliver my people, O house of Israel. Um, Moses was prophesied by Joseph in Egypt, as well as this prophet called Joseph. Um, George Reynolds and Jen Sajodal, in their Book of Mormon commentary book, uh, said this, quote, the, book, the prophet Joseph Smith is here compared to Moses. The comparison is striking. Number one, both saw and spoke with Jehovah. Number two, both were lib liberators who led multitudes in exodus for the sake of liberty from oppression. Number three, both were lawgivers by divine inspiration. Number four, both were prophets and seers. Number five, both performed mighty miracles. Number six, both encountered opposition from friends and enemies. Number seven, both depended largely on a brother for success, Moses on Aaron, Joseph on Hiram, close quote. And when you stop to think about it, it is interesting, actually, that there is those number of, uh, those number of similarities. And it's worth considering as we, can, as we prepare in a little, in a little under two months, uh, we will be uh, celebrating the bicentennial of the first vision, uh, which, of course, is Joseph Smith's first theophany, which will be a great uh, blessing to consider as well. Um, but as we move on through this chapter, um, Lehi talks about the Book of Mormon, of course, one of the great fruits of, of this prophet Joseph as well. Um, in verse 12, he talks about how this Book of Mormon uh, will be responsible for, for bringing um, them to the knowledge of their fathers in their latter days and also to the knowledge of my covenants, saith the Lord. Um, so he's talking about how this, this Book of Mormon will be a great blessing to many of his seed, because, of course, we know that Lehi uh, was probably at this stage feeling a little desperate or a little pleading with his sons, particularly with Laman and Lemuel, knowing that they would probably fall away from the truth. In fact, he had seen, Nephi had seen a vision they would, and it's probably the case that Lehi would have learned this from Nephi or at least, or, or even will have seen this vision for himself uh, along with the dream that he had. And so he will have uh, been very sorrowful at this time because of this, but... Um, he knew that this Book of Mormon would come forth in the latter days, and which is why this Prophet Joseph is so, means so much to him. Um, Ezra Taft Benson talked about the, the purpose of the Book of Mormon in this case. He said, quote, The Book of Mormon exposes the enemies of Christ. It confounds false doctrines and lays down contention. It fortifies the humble followers of Christ against the evil designs, strategies, and doctrines of the devil in our day. The type of apostates in the Book of Mormon are similar to the type we have today. God, with his infinite foreknowledge, so moulded the Book of Mormon that we might see the error and know how to combat false educational, political, religious, and philosophical concepts of our time. Close quote. Um, the Book of Mormon is key for our day, and Lehi knew that it would come forward as a voice from the dust. And in fact, in verse 20, he said, And they shall cry from the dust, yea, even repentance unto their brethren, even after many generations have gone by them. And it shall come to pass that their cry shall go, even according to the simpleness of their words. 
What great joy it would be for, ne for Lehi to know that this voice from the dust would rise from him, from Nephi, from their descendants, up until when their, their posterity would fall away from the truth. But know that that voice will call, call forth from, from, from ancient times to bring their descendants to a knowledge of the truth. Uh, John Welch, in some of his notes uh, of the Book of Mormon, um, stated this, quote, The Book of Mormon contains the voices from those that are in the dust, and they shall cry from the dust. From the plates of brass, Lehi would have known the words of Isaiah 29, 4, which say, and they, speech, and they speech shall be low out of the dust. The testimony of the dead lives, and that testimony is that Jesus is the Christ, that he has risen from the grave, and that he is the only begotten Son of God. Close quote. So this, this test testimony will be something that was passionate from Lehi, to know that his descendants will hear his words and the words of his son Nephi and others to bring them to the knowledge of their covenants. And this is why he wanted to share this so much with his son Joseph as he was soon to pass. Thank you for listening. I'm glad I've got through to the end of this episode finally. <sighs> Fantastic. Uh, if there's anything you wish to share, please do so on the usual routes at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.